Hey, this is Adrian Hernandez, and welcome to the NIH Collaboratory Grand Rounds podcast. We're here to give you some extra time with our speaker and ask some of the tough and interesting questions you want to hear most. If you haven't already, we hope you'll watch the full Grand Rounds webinar recording to learn more. All of our Grand Rounds content can be found at rethinkingclinicaltrials.org. Thanks for joining. Hi there, this is Adrian Hernandez from the NIH Collaboratory. And today we have Amy Abernathy, who did a recent uh, Collaboratory Grand Rounds uh, reflecting on research at scale, exploring what is possible with high-quality real-world data, examples from uh, Flatiron Health. So Amy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Adrian. It's great to be here with you today. So first, Give us a little background. What's the problem that you all have been aiming to solve? So at Flatiron, we have been thinking about how can you simultaneously accelerate research and improve day-to-day cancer care delivery by having a system of better software, data, and the ability to use those data to make decisions um, on a day-to-day basis. So the real problem we've been trying to solve is how do you get to high-quality, interoperable, readily analyzable cancer data that we can use to analyze how care is being provided and get that information back to cancer doctors every day, as well as use that data to then try and understand what better, what works for whom and how to make uh, our understanding of cancer treatments better. Well, you know, it certainly sounds ambitious to uh, both um, do something better for care delivery uh, while also uh, delivering um, research-grade uh, results. Um, how have you guys actually been doing this? What's, what's been the approach? So from the standpoint of, of building the data sets and, and building uh, the underlying infrastructure, our point of view has been that you have to elevate the quality of all of the data to be of an adequate standard to answer all the kinds of questions sitting in front of you at one time. So whether those are research questions, quality improvement questions, um, the data itself has to be of a high enough standard it can be used simultaneously for all these different purposes. That's the sort of general premise. Um, The backdrop of how do we do it uh, is uh, through a really two-sided business model. The first thing we do at Flatiron is we build software for cancer care providers. So we build an electronic health record that's used by about 2,800 oncologists in the United States. So it's the largest community-based electronic health record in the U.S. We also build other software tools such as quality monitoring systems and other uh, solutions that oncologists at academic organizations and other um, centers can use our software. And that means that we then tie into their background electronic health record, such as Epic or Cerner. Through those software systems, what what this then means is that we're in the direct day-to-day workflow of the oncologist and that we are either the EHR of record or we are tied into the electronic health record at, for example, a large academic medical center. Regardless of how we get there, this then means that we have full access to the electronic health record for all the cancer patients receiving care in those organizations. That's the first part of what we do at Flatiron. Through the access to the electronic health record, we then pull in the data into one central repository and prepare it 
in a set of cleaning activities that then get us to data sets um, that are readily available for analysis. So what I've just told you about building software for oncologists, that is about 50% of Flatiron's work. The other 50% of Flatiron is focused on the data that are in the electronic health record and how do we clean it up uh, for day-to-day -day analysis. In order to do this, you have to step back and think about what is an electronic health record. An EHR is comprised of two kinds of data streams. First, there's structured data. This is information that's already available in a digital format. And in general, you can think that you could put it in a spreadsheet if you need to. These data sets um, require standardization and harmonization because we're pulling across many source systems. But in general, we can now get it into one common format that's readily analyzable. The key challenge is that about 50% of the critical data points that you need for oncology research as well as quality management exist in unstructured documents. These are digital PDFs that represent the medical case notes, the um, radiology reports and pathology reports. It might even be the condolence card, which is the best signal that this patient has passed away. And there what we do is we have an entire cadre of human data abstractors who pull these critical data points out and put them in the right place in the overarching data set. What Flatiron builds is software solutions that allow those human data abstractors, really data curators, to do their job more effectively, including efficiency and high quality, consistent work. Our cadre of data abstractors is about 1,100 individuals who are oncology nurses and uh, tuber registrars. They're trained to do this work in a very precise way. And then what we do is constantly evaluate the quality of the data that's coming out of um, our data curation process to make sure that it is of a consistent quality to be able to answer the questions at hand. So really the way that Flatiron does this is this combination of building software for oncologists and then building solutions that allow human curators to do work at scale very efficiently and in a very high quality way. One thing that um, just hearing uh, your grand rounds and, and, and your answer just now about you know, integrating into care delivery has been really important. But then on the other end is um, ensuring quality um, data. And it's certainly notable that uh, you all are aiming to have quality data that can fit um, a regulatory purpose or have be regulatory worthy. Uh, how do you see that uh, for the future for real world evidence and actually clinical trials? Such an interesting question. When we think about the availability of high quality data to answer really important questions. So these are questions that are intended to change the way we treat patients and therefore improve public, public health. We need to make sure that the data sets themselves are of adequate quality and background to be able to be sure that the answers are accurate and credible. Um, the way that we think about this is first to evaluate the quality of the data itself. Um, so we, on a consistent and regular fashion, describe issues such as data completeness, whether or not variables are reliable, and whether or not the variables are valid in estimating or demonstrating the um, particular uh, value of interest. So for example, if the data point is intended to indicate whether or not the cancer has progressed, how 
good is it that we pull the data out of the electronic medical record and do that demonstration? And so we spend a lot of time describing the validity of the data point itself. When we think about generating regulatory grade data sets, we think about data sets that have a series of features where not only is the data set highly curated, but we've described the quality of the data that's present. And then we've also documented very carefully what can and cannot be done with the data in answering a series of critical questions. So for example, we think about these specific use cases, whether that is to um, support a label expansion or to understand patients who are not treated um, in clinical trials because uh, they met exclusion criteria. And we then ask, how good is this data set going to be in answering those questions? And we um, grade the data set within um, the context of those kinds of questions. Well, that, that sounds uh, actually really important so people have uh, a clear understanding of um, what purposes they, uh, they can be used for, um, and it sounds like a range of purposes. So there's been a lot that you all have done. Uh, what's next? Uh, What's next on the horizon? It's really interesting. Now that the data sets are um, becoming available, and we generate these data sets almost like registry cohorts, so and there's lung cancer and breast cancer, et cetera, what's, what's been remarkable is to see how quickly we can start learning new and important things. And so I think that the, the next part on the horizon is now moving from data cleaning to uh, both analyzing data sets um, for new discovery right now, as well as thinking about what are the new methods we need on the analytic front in order to be able to glean more and more insights. Um, what we're seeing is these very high quality longitudinal data sets allow us to be ready to answer a whole bunch of questions, but we don't necessarily always have the methods to be able to do that. And so we're thinking about what's the methodological development that needs to go along with the data set development. The other thing is what we now have are huge large-scale labeled data sets. Um, so these are highly curated labeled data sets and provide us now an underlying substrate to start to think about how do we build machine learning and other algorithms to start to take away some of the work that's currently being done um, in a very uh, sort of painstaking and um, manual way uh, by people. And so we're thinking about where can we leverage machine learning to start to take away some of those tasks. One practical example is oral cancer data, um, or oral, oral drug cancer data needed to be um, hand abstracted for a period of time. And now we used the labeled data sets um, to start to train machine learning algorithms. So now a lot of those data points in our data sets are um, generated uh, automatically. So these are the things that we're working on next. Wow, that, that's terrific. So we'll look forward to uh, uh, hearing more about that as that evolves. So, so Amy, I want to say uh, thanks uh, uh, from everyone for joining us uh, on today's uh, podcast. And thanks for listening to this uh, podcast. Our, our next podcast will be with uh, Aaron McKethan on policy and priorities at Rethinking University Research with State Data. Uh, so hopefully everyone can join that as well. Thanks again, and look forward to uh, future podcasts. Thanks for joining today's NIH Collaboratory Grand Rounds podcast. Let us know what you think by rating this interview on our website, and we hope to see you again on our next Grand Rounds, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs>